Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught and get ready to launch your mind into an entirely new reality. If you've always felt there had to be more to life, more to existence, then you're listening to the right podcast. Get comfortable, pour yourself a drink, sit back, and let your host, Adam R. Walton, expand your horizons. This is going to be good. This is going to be fun. This is going to be mind-bending. Time to think. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mental Mastery Alliance. We have uh, with us today a fantastic guest, um, a very good friend, practically a brother. Uh, Definitely a brother, but practically my brother. (laughs) Um, This is going to be an interesting show because I've danced around and spoken on uh, what happened to me uh, earlier this month. Uh, I've subsequently lost my voice. I wasn't able to speak. So I didn't really fully address it. And I've had a lot of people ask and I've told the story, you know, partially, um, but this is going to be the episode where I talk about uh, the hospital, the surgery, uh, men's health, health in general, but men's health for sure, because we men are very stubborn. You women listening, poke your men right now to remind them how stubborn they are. Um, The guest today again is Randy Spencer. And you guys may remember that Randy Spencer went through a heart attack, ironically, a year ago, almost to the day. Uh, it was definitely, you know, we're, we're, we're 12 months into it. Um, and, and I had him on the show and we, t- we spoke about what, you know, what it was like and what his experiences were. And it was this podcast th- that I actually put on at two in the morning when I had nobody to talk to and everybody's asleep and I'm trying to figure out if I'm having a heart attack. Uh, it was that podcast that I put on, which reminds me of just how important that these conversations really are. Um, so if you're looking for conspiracy, uh, there's not going to be much of it today, but we might dabble a little bit just for fun. Uh, but for the most part, this is all men's health and this is all pure love from me and from Randy and from everybody involved uh, to you. Uh, if you've been thinking about getting checked out, if you've been thinking about getting tested for anything, or if you've got any, any concerns at all inside your mind right now, even if you don't, this is your reminder to get out there get a look at it, do anything, just be proactive because you <laughs> you just never know. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Randy Spencer. Well, hello, hello. Well, happy to be here. Yes, welcome back, my friend. This is, I think, uh, what is it, the third, fourth, third time maybe? Yeah, For sure third, third, for sure yeah. third, yeah. Might be a fourth. Um, Might be yeah, a fourth. It's, <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to go. I'd have to go back through, but definitely for sure a third. Uh, this yeah. it's it's fun to have you. It's fun to have you on because just the way our lives have gone, you and I have been friends. Well, we've been acquaintances since yeah. we were kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then yeah. finding out we know like all the other people that we know <laughs> together, yeah. but haven't been into in the same circle at once to know that we knew all the same people. <laughs> That's right. And then to randomly come in across you in a chat room when you're based out of Edmonton and I'm in Toronto, completely two different cities than where we originally started. Fascinating, fascinating yeah. tale. Uh, we probably spoke on it before, but I mean, I, I, you have to know I adore you. I adore you. I adore your friendship. Uh, I love it I, the same. I, it, it's just one of the, the most beautiful things. And it's been kismet. Um, before I really get into what, what I was, what, you know, what happened with me and, and, and you, you, well, actually to get into that, you, when you came out of hospital and you were talking about um, uh, the pains and we had you on the last episode, it, it's, it's uh, episode 76 
ladies and gentlemen, yeah. you can certainly trail back to episode 76. Um, there are two episode 76s, believe it or not, and they're both Randy. So if you just punch in episode 76, he'll come up. So this would be the third one because, yeah. So this would be, this should be episode 76 times three. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, so here we are. Uh, you go through your ordeal and, and it, sh- it shook me because we're the same age, um, roughly the same build, uh, and, and, and it's just shocking kind of what you went through. Um, and you happen to be an insurance salesman. So yeah. you 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 know you 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 did your best you know father's eyeball you know through the phone to me and be like you should probably get yourself some insurance, and I said I'm never gonna need it. That shit will never happen to me in my arrogance and ignorance. <laughs> but then I was like, well, it, well, it might happen. So, so I signed up and I'm fully insured because of you and because of that because I'm self-employed. That insurance uh, took care of my hospital stay. And and most people in Canada would say, well, you're you're on you know OHIP and, and Canada, you know, you don't have to pay for anything. But this insurance paid me. So while I was hung up and not earning, the insurance was paying. So I was still making money while I'm while I'm in there. And actually to this day, I technically I'm still getting paid out because I think with your policy, it's like ten or fifteen days after you're yeah. kicked out of the hospital, you're still getting paid. Yep. Um, which I thought was ridiculous at the time. But after my surgery, I'm like, I'm going to be fine. Like, I got out of the hospital on, on Tuesday. My brain is like, you're good. Like, you're good. Don't even worry about it. Like, I can't believe you wasted all that time in the hospital. Should have just been a day surgery. Hit you with a knife and get you out. That's how your brain is running. At least it was for me. Yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, and then, I, and then I get home and I'm like, I'm, I'm fucking tired. <laughs> <laughs> and, exactly. and, and I was tired. And then my body, you know, sort of accepted and realized that it had just gone through major surgery. Um, my surgery, ladies and gentlemen, was a gallbladder, emergency gallbladder removal surgery. Uh, and it started at midnight and it came, as far as I was concerned, it came completely out of the blue. I didn't know what to expect. Uh, and like I said in the intro, uh, I actually turned on the episode with Randy because at two in the morning, there's nobody to call and, and no guy wants to panic anyone. Um, you know, if you're in Canada, there is telehealth, which I eventually called. But uh, this was this was an ordeal. This was a straight up ordeal. And when you're alone facing this and you don't know what to do, I mean, it's so easy to listen to and to think about and to be like, oh, I'll do this in that situation. But I, I personally, I came face to face with what I believed was it. You know, my body was like, you've never experienced pain like this before. This isn't, this isn't normal. Like you ain't getting out of this one alive. (laughs) Like you had a good run and I'm only 40, but my body was like, bro, this is it. And my brain hit me with the anxiety, um, and, and sort of pushed me back. And, uh, and, and when you give yourself the anxiety, you know, even though you know, you've done it to yourself, it doesn't, it doesn't matter because whatever's real, uh, or imaginary, if you believe it, it's just as real as if it was real. So you're going through the same thing, whether it's happening or it's not happening. If you've made it up in your mind, or if you've been true about it, if it's the truth, it's just as real. So coming face to face with your own mortality, even though you thought it up is an interesting experience to say the least. And in theory, had I walked this pain off and it had it passed, the next one probably could have killed me because what had happened with me was my gallbladder had turned gangrenous and it was 
seeping or had begun to basically eat itself alive. And it was, it would have then started seeping, uh, death, <laughs> slow death into my system. Uh, I can't, for some reason, I can't think of the term off the top of my head. Uh, I want to say sepsis, but it's not, it's whatever it is. Gang, gang, it's it. Anyway, bad, bad. So again, back to my episode with you uh, and, and Randy, thank you for listening as I'm sort of explaining this to the audience. Um, but my episode with you, I put it on and some of the clips here, you said, it felt like something was sitting on your chest. Do you remember the moment yeah. now, a year later? Do you remember how it played out? For oh, you? I still remember it. Yeah. I don't think I'll forget that. Or even like the, I, I could probably recreate the exact positions that, that I was in where I was like trying to lie on my bed and kind of just stretch to the heavens and open my chest up because mm-hmm. it just didn't make sense. But uh, yeah, no, I remember that like it was yesterday. <laughs> So this is one of those things that's 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 firmly etched in your oh, for mind, sure. yeah. yeah. And uh, you had said again, you had said, you know, you were you were coming out of the shower and you you felt this pain. Now for me, and this this is a great episode because you and I can soundboard back and forth because these are two very major and very real things that men deal with. Yeah. Um, um, the gallbladder is it doesn't seem serious when you talk about the gallbladder, but it is. Ironically, this is and this is a true story. The nurses that were in there told me this, and people corroborated this. The top three pains a human can go through medically. Mm-hmm. Number three is kidney stones. Number two, yeah, I've heard that one. <laughs> yeah, number two is childbirth, and number one is explosive gallbladder. So, I, uh, I, you know, I'm up there with the ladies when it comes to childbirth. Now I know what it feels like. So none of y'all can yell at me. I'm going right? to have to step away from you from that one if my wife's listening. <laughs> oh, she'll be listening. And you can oh, tell her, yeah, you can't, you can't throw that at me anymore. I know. Yeah. Maybe you had three, yeah. but that's still, that's, that's definitely more than me. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine going through that pain two more times. Like if I had yeah, two man. more, if I had two more gallbladders to come out, I'd be like, get them out now. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Just preemptively remove them. Yeah, you know, and and you and 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 women are out there just having kids all over the place. Like, whoa, oh, that's yeah. crazy shit. Um, no, it's 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 a scenario, man. So, so with yours and and your your warnings, did you have leading up to it, and in hindsight now, sort of looking back to it, prior to that moment, I remember. Well, I don't even have to remember because I just listened to the episode. You were at the gym. You were going ham. Oh yeah, um, I was uh, I was doing full jujitsu that day. Yeah, so you yeah. come home like a like a sweaty mess, and yeah. then and then and then everything's totally normal. Or you had some sort of warning signs. Did anything show up in hindsight? Now that you look back, no. On? Like when I think back to it, like because I just I've been losing weight this whole time, so I was on like a full kick of losing weight. Um, I was down thirty something pounds, so it's like I felt great. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing outside of what was normal to me as regular pain that you deal with when you're, you know, in the gym, losing weight, doing overexerted. I, you just kind of numb all that out and say it's normal because you're so accustomed to it. Mm-hmm. So you don't even have the time to process if anything of that was out of the norm. No, it's true. And, and men in general... Um, we just walk it off. 
or yeah. we have a high threshold for pain. So anything that you could be out of the norm, you'd be like, I'm just going to deal with it. And to the men and women listening to this show right now, you know full well that you've had like three or four things wrong with you. And you're like, ah, if one more thing shows up, I'll go to the doctor. Right. And then one more thing shows up and you're like, eh, one more thing. Right. So now you're like, you keep com- 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 compiling. Oh, and I'm, I'm still stubborn to this day. Even after that, I'm like, oh, yeah. I still haven't gone to get my, uh, what's it, uh, prostate check or whatever that, you know, the month of November. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I'm 41. <laughs> but yeah. I'm stubborn to it. I know. I know. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't have any, I don't know how I feel about, you know, the prostate. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, exactly. I'm sure. I'm sure that somebody could tell me how I feel about it, um, <laughs> but it uh, like I don't like I don't know. I it, it's just one of those things where you're like, I mean, there's all these connotations, and in a politically correct world, you can't sit around and go, I don't want to thumb up my ass, you know. Yeah. But it, but the reality is, it's intrusive, and maybe I don't want that. But you know, maybe I have to get that. Like I don't, you know, that's again, men all over the world. What the you know, what do we do? And then you know, the majority of my audience is female. Um, and, and they say, you know, you men are hilarious because we have our lady tests like all the time. And you really do ladies, I, I, an testament to you, you are so much more prepared at being human than we ever could imagine to be. Um, and, and I will bow to that at, you know, you guys really are good at taking care of yourselves and, and us as men. Well, the cra- you know what the crazy thing is though, being in the hospital that I found out is that women actually suffer more heart attacks than men. Which again, which is not something that you hear. <laughs> you you know? don't hear that. And you don't even, you don't even see it. It's like I was in rehab and it was mostly women. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like it was like, you know, 55, 60. I was the youngest cat in there. But, uh, Sexy it was mostly, too, probably. <laughs> but it was mostly women and it, and you don't hear those things because it's just hidden away. People don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the lady that was in the hospital room with me, she was female, um, you know, like Obviously. side by side bed and she'd had a pacemaker. Um, and she's probably 15 years older than me. Um, yeah, it's, it's not spoken of. And I don't know where that is. Cause I, I just, it's yeah, it's a whole underbelly you don't pay attention to. You blindly just allow it to happen. What in in your specific case, um, because you're a heavier set fella, you were a, a CFL uh, linebacker for uh forty years as a tank. Uh, <laughs> long time. Played <laughs> played football your whole life. Yeah. Right? So so you you know, you you were designed your body is designed to stop things from moving forward. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like hitting people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I mean, I mean, and, and short of people, you'll flip over minivans. I know that too. Yeah. So the 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 question is like, what what was your when the doctor came to you like after everything's all said and done, and he said this is the reason you had this heart attack. Did you get that call? Did you get that memo? Did you do you know why you had a heart attack? There's no specific one thing the crazy thing for me is I had an extra artery that was directly across from the one that was blocked. Mm-hmm. So I kind of tell myself now I'm superhuman because they're all open, but you, uh, you know, I, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, it was just, I don't know why it chose that one artery to kind of clog up. It wasn't like massive everywhere else, but uh, 
yeah, ninety percent blockage. So it's just fats and whatever lifestyle that you're not even paying attention to can just start accumulating somewhere. And um, yeah. <laughs> and with that, did did the, were you given a different lifestyle trend? Did they say now maybe you should cut these out permanently? Did you no. What happened well, with that afterwards? Nothing's permanent. Uh, there's a lot of life changes that you should make. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, because of my age and, and the amount of uh, exercise I already did, like that's the thing is like you learn so many things about this. Like you hear that 20 year olds are getting heart attacks. What? Uh, even the yes, and it's not a, it's not attributed to age or anything, but. Uh, like healthy military born people, like it's just the way that your platelets uh, may, you know, uh, that your platelets move and the sizes and how you build cholesterol and so on. It does, it's not dependent on age. There's just three, there's different types of uh, cholesterol that you're not even aware of. there's three types of cholesterol, right? And mm-hmm. going through this uh, place called the HeartFit Clinic, they kind of bring you through and show you, okay, well, this is bad. This is good. This is where you want it to be. And you're not, no one has this regular education that is so specific to some people in their specialized fields. But if you know about it, you'd be like, oh, I could have, you know, helped myself here, helped myself there. Um, I did a food sensitivity test that shows me which foods my body actually doesn't like. So yeah. <laughs> you don't even notice that. When you, you start eliminating that? those, what's that? What did you learn about yourself from that test? Because I'm, I'm, I'm very much. Uh, that's the next thing for me is that is the food sensitivity test and going yeah. to the life labs and getting the, like the entire you know grease my wheels work over. Oh yeah, like the food sensitivity test was so eye opening because I'd always learned okay, like doing working out, I would be drinking eggs <laughs> like egg whites. I'd be. Mm. Uh, eating a ton of vegetables and eating chicken. That was my day. Mm-hmm. Like I'd wake mm-hmm. up and drink a 500 milliliter carton of egg whites. Well, you mm-hmm. do the food sensitivity test and it tells you <laughs> one thing that your body hates the most is egg whites. Not even the yolk, <laughs> just egg whites. You're like, oh. <laughs> and, so I'll just switch to yolks then. No problem. Well, you know, but the thing is you're not paying attention to like, say you feel gassy or you feel bloated, whatever. You think so it's normal because you've eaten yeah. this your whole life. But the second yeah. you pull away some of those foods, you begin to understand it's not normal. And then you feel way better. <laughs> and the more of those foods that are in the red part of your food sensitivity test, the more, you know, the better you feel. And then you get away from those completely. Life is a whole different thing. But you're not tuned into that because you've been so accustomed since your your parents give you um, Cheerios. You may not Cheerios might not be good for you, but it's just Cheerios are there. absolutely not good for you. A hundred percent Cheerios are not good for you. I will state a thousand times over. Look at anyone that's listening right now. Go to your cupboard, grab a box of Cheerios if you've got it. It's literally got floor cleaner in it. Trisoglycerin something or other. It's got floor cleaner, straight up industrial strength floor poison. So no, do not eat yeah. Cheerios. No. And Cheerios, right? feel free to sue me or explain to me why you're putting floor cleaner in cereals. But that's uh, the thing. Yeah. You're given so many things and you, you think, okay, well, my parents like tomatoes. I should like tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And then you look and you're like, oh, that's too acid for my body. 
whatever. Yeah, tomatoes, tomatoes are like a nightshade. Like it, I, that shit blows my mind. My sister, for example, can't eat cucumbers. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you? Can't eat a fucking cucumber. I'm like that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's just ninety percent water. And she goes, I just can't eat it. Like it kills me. I'm like, that's crazy. And then it's the same with tomatoes. Tomatoes are like, a, to me, a perfect staple. Yeah, right. But exactly. they, they crush people. They crush people. I'm like, what's wrong with you? You can't eat a fucking tomato. And, right. And then society <laughs> says, make fun of this person because they can't yeah. eat tomatoes. You know, it's like you're like you're so weak you can't eat a tomato. Like, geez, what are you doing at salsa time? Are you just go home? Like, what's up? Yeah. You know, so and all this stuff, like we don't know anything. And our ignorance is where our our you know dry, nasty sarcasm comes from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that food sensitivity test is it's no joke. It's 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 a big no thing. No joke. I've sent so many people yeah. to do that just because of uh what I know now. It's mm-hmm. And you still mess it up. It's like uh, I looked at it and it had hazelnut on there. I was looking at it yesterday, actually. And it was, I was like, man, why, why am I like, feeling like this? And I was like, oh, that's probably like the four spoons of Nutella I had. <laughs> you know, like, I should yeah. be eating this hazelnut. And it's like the only one nut on there. Like, you know, it's just, it's funny. The weird things that are on your list, like radishes for me. I'm like, not that I'm a fan of radishes to be in with. Yeah. But, yeah, well, don't miss that one. Yeah, don't miss that one. Yeah, but it's 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 interesting, right? To say the least, a hundred percent. And again, this is stuff, men. Uh, I'm addressing you because I'm a man, and I I don't profess to speak on women, but men, pay attention. Men, 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 women. I will say, help your man. You know, pay attention because it's true. I this gallbladder. So what your gallbladder does essentially is your your liver creates a bile. The gallbladder stores the bile. And then when you eat fatty foods or certain foods or any foods, really, your gallbladder then goes nuts. So for the longest time, you know, I've been doing intermittent fasting, which is not eating all day and then eating big-ish. Um, and that's like the worst thing I could possibly be doing <laughs> for myself, like the worst, right? Yeah. So now I, now I can't do that. Now it comes down to, you know, eat, you know, as many meals as you can, uh, small meals a day, um, simply because what's happening with my, my liver is creating the same bile it always was, except it's just constantly dripping it into uh, my colon, um, my intestines. So there's no, there's no bladder. There's no stop up system uh, to prevent that. But the weirdest thing is I must've been dealing with my personal issue. I must've been dealing with my gallbladder for uh, quite a while because Mm -hmm. some of the signs that I have, um, and this is, this is an interesting thing. I had psoriasis for, for I've I've had mild psoriasis almost my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had rough psoriasis, like bad psoriasis, scalp psoriasis and all that sort of stuff uh, for like the past two years. And it was like bad. Um, but I'll tell you, after I got, you know, after I got this done, and there's, here's another thing too. I had um, pain in my legs and, and numbing uh, down my left side. And I had assumed that that was from, um, from sciatica that I suffered from, uh, the remnants of the sciatica. But yeah. that cleared up. That cleared up. So... What that means is uh, primarily what the doctor said to me was a few things in your body are going to start feeling better because your immune system has been in full war mode with your gallbladder. Now, your average gallbladder, for, for, for example, your average gallbladder is the size of an edamame pea pod. And my gallbladder was the size of a sweet potato. Oof. And so when I went in... I'm, I'm under the most excruciating pain. Like basically women, it was labor pains, full on your, your 42 inches dilated labor pains. Um, <laughs> that basically is what they described it as. But what it felt to me was like waves of fire radiating across my, my skin. I felt like I was on fire at times. Um, this, this 
what scared me the most was was the gripping part uh, of of my heart. Like it felt like something had a hold of my heart, and that's when I gave myself anxiety. And then also with the pain, uh, the, I couldn't I couldn't fully take a breath. The diaphragm because it felt like I was getting stabbed in my diaphragm because my your gallbladder is right below your right tit, right right in by your liver. And then when you try to breathe in, it pulls and it it was just snapping and the thing was so swollen. Anyway, I get into the hospital and flash forward, you know, all this just excruciating pain. Um, they get me on a pain drip, which was I'm so thankful for because eventually like it just it sort of numbed it. And I could sort of get some sleep or, or at least close my eyes for a hot minute without this incessant pain. Um, but what happened with my gallbladder normally is, you know, sometimes you have gallstones, which you can pass. And sometimes you have gall sludge. But it's very rare that you have stones and sludge, which is what I had. And then when they got in there, they realized it was also gangrenous. Um, so it was eating itself. It was killing itself. And it was if it had gone unchecked, it would have started cannibalizing all the other organs it was touching. And it was touching a lot of organs because it was so big. Uh, so your standard surgery is about half hour, 45 minutes you're under. I ended up being under for two and a half hours. And they had they have to fill your gut full of gas so that they can move stuff around. So they bloated me out. <laughs> they started poking around for two and a half hours. Um, and you're I'm fully asleep, obviously, anesthesia and all that. But it you know it's it's an experience. I actually woke up. I don't know if you when your surgery if you had to undergo surgery or anything like that. I think you did, right? You were in surgery. I've woken up during surgery before. Yeah. Well, I didn't wake up during surgery. Thank God, because that'd be that weird. Actually, I would have asked for a selfie that I woke up. During my surgery, with my yeah. shoulder wide open, you grabbed a beer. I'm like, "This is fucked up, guys. Help oh, me out over yeah. here. Put me back out." Yeah, <laughs> I'm not supposed to be seeing this yet. <laughs> but uh, so, so this surgery here, um, I guess they, I don't know if they didn't mess up the anesthesia. They just doubled me down. Yeah. So I woke up. I woke up. This funny thing is, I woke up swinging. Like I came out of the anesthesia, like wow. <laughs> like, just like yeah. I don't even know what it was. I came out swinging and I was like shocked and the nurses were like strapping me down and, and I'm strapped in. I know I'm strapped in. Like all of a sudden I'm, I'm conscious and I'm freaking out. It lasted for a split second. Then I'm like, okay, where the fuck am I? Right. Like here's the nurses. Calm down, calm down. And I was like, oh my God. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I, I you know, she goes, it could be worse. A lot of people wake up and just throw up, you know? So it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. well, yeah, that wasn't me. But yeah. And my, my nurse friend, he, he laughs. He goes, it's your stories that we talk about. Hey, we just, all the nurses talk about people like you who snap out of surgery and uh, anesthesia and, and freak out. But yeah, that was a funny experience coming out of full anesthesia. It's like I got, it's like I was astral projecting or whatever. My body was just, or my, my soul was drifting around and I came crashing back into my body. You know, well, that's you what it felt a, like. You pulled a Dr. Strange. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, not, if I was standing, I would have knocked myself over. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what happened. Um, so that, that's definitely what it felt like. So maybe I wasn't even there. Who knows? I don't have all the answers on that sort of shit. But <laughs> I mean, I will say, I will say with a shadow of a doubt, uh, anesthesia was a weird thing. Um, yeah. And then, and then the healing process began. So I mean, to backtrack a little bit, the pain that I was feeling, you know, was showing in different ways because my body was not able to, my body wasn't able to fight anything but the gallbladder. Yeah. And so I was getting, you know, I was getting strange pains. I was getting strange lesions on my skin, peculiar spots. Um, all of this random stuff, ladies and gentlemen, just random small things that were happening to me. Um, 
were related to the fact that my immune system was completely compromised as it was constant. It was running, you know, 95% all at all times fighting my gallbladder. I was lethargic. There was, you know, certain times. And this was the funny thing because I'm also in full swing. I'm also in weight loss mode. I'm also doing all this sort of stuff. So I'm pushing my body to the absolute limits. And the only way to sort of keep myself going was to keep pushing and then to eat more. And for like five years, four or five years, my body was like, eat shit. And that was it. I mean, that's might be too much information for my audience. I apologize. But like you said, you don't know because everything that you do in private is what you assume is kind of the way it is. But with this gallbladder out, you know, now it's like I'll eat and then the dinner was good. And then the next morning I'll wake up, brush my teeth, use the bathroom normally and carry on about my day. Like I'm not constantly in pain sort of in in that area. So, I mean, there's a huge thing to be said about about paying attention to your body. And because you don't know, you just don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Um, I will say this. Uh, if you guys, if anyone has any questions about what they think they're doing or, or if they have anything that they want to address and they don't, you know, they don't know who to ask or, or what to ask, you can certainly shoot us an email, info at the uh, email, info at the Mental Mastery Alliance. Uh, I or one, I will. I'll answer the emails and and um, sort of give you the best I can on on sort of my experience versus that. Like if you guys are going through something similarly, um, it's a matter of tests. Like you, literally, blood tests will get will get this stuff worked out. Um, and and you can go and you can get this stuff checked. Just if you have any concerns. Um, and and I think it's amazing that just how much we take for granted um, and, and, and how much we, we just sort of accept our body for the way it is when we could be running optimally. Yeah. I mean, your, your, your food, your food allergies test um, that, that I'm glad that you brought that up. Cause that's something that's a mandatory. I mean, that is a mandatory thing for everybody to have done just so that you can write it out the gate, curb your thing. Yeah. It's and, true. For, <laughs> and for me, my, you know, one of the major dietary things for me is the, basically the number one thing that they say to not eat is like fatty foods and especially pizza. So like my two favorite things in the entire world are gone. Oh, pizza and wings. Yeah. Um, maybe once in a blue moon, I'll have them again, but I know that for the rest of my life, they're no longer an option when it was like a once a week, you know, meal for me. Oh, definitely. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you you still eat that stuff, I'm sure. Oh, here and there, you know me. I've done uh, quite a few different uh, challenges and things with uh, either water fasting to diet, you know, vegetarian and all that. I like to test myself in many different ways, but uh, mm-hmm. it's now that I know each part, I feel like I can pull it all together and put put something together that's going to be long lasting, so that I can still have those fun times here and there in between. Right. So, yeah. And a lot of people will say that too. They'll say things like, you know, it must be so hard to, to, to have given this up or to have changed that. But when your mind says, don't do it, it's not like you, like it, it would actually be more work to go back to doing something like that. Like when you quit drinking, for example, yeah. you know, people are like, how did you stay? How, how have you stayed sober for so long? I'm like, well, first of all, I don't view it as staying sober. I view it as no longer ingesting poison. Right. Um, and, and you, you have certain changes and certain shifts. So to get back to though, to get back to, uh, by the way, are you still, are you still, uh, 
not having uh, consuming alcohol? Or are you what do you do? Are you dabbling with that every now and again? Uh, I dabble. I dabble. dabble. I'm not uh, full back, but uh, I've had a couple here and there. What do you find they taste like now after like going months without having a drink? Uh, well, it's still delicious, but <laughs> um, I don't know. It's not the same as before. I'll, I'll tell you that much. It, um, yeah, I, well, I wonder how to put that. I, I don't be, drink the same things that I do, but I used to, you know, drink or like, you know, like a case vodka of beer. Red Bulls are out? <laughs> yeah, vodka Red Bulls are out. <laughs> Those are gone. But, uh, you know, the first drink I had was I sipped on a, on some uh, whiskey with a cigar. That was it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that was that was it. I just enjoyed my my time, and that was it. But that you know, nothing more, nothing less. Yeah, I think too. After you turn forty, things change, like just sort of in your mind. I, I know they did for oh, me. Yeah. Um, you know, the idea of getting shit faced is like, well, why the hell would I do that? That's ridiculous. Oh, exactly. Uh, <laughs> But but for me, like, and that that's the thing too. Like, I don't say that I'm a non-drinker. I just at no point has an occasion arisen where I'm like, mm, I want this, you know. So I mean, that's that's an interesting thing. So as life progresses, you know, I've also always said that by 43, I'll probably be in the best shape of my entire life. Yeah. And you'll notice too that life pushes you in that direction, right? So I mean, your life could have been not so. And I just I I can't get over the irony of the fact that, you know, you went down a year ago and then almost to the day, a year later, it's me that goes. Oh, it's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. And 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 that's the thing. Men are the most stubborn people I deal with just through work. Um, I get sit down with a, you know, wife and, uh, and explain what I do and go through the policies and all that. And they will see the, they'll see the benefit through and through. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, the guy will come in because I'll do a second meeting and I'll, I'll bring in the husband and the husband will sit there with his arms folded to start. And then by the end, he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah we need this. Yeah. We need yeah. this. I don't need <laughs> this says the arms folded. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I do need this, but okay. Yeah. So here's another funny statement. Here's another funny statement about how, uh, how lazy men are. Uh, <laughs> I haven't filled the forms out yet to get reimbursed from the insurance or to get paid by the insurance. I mean, yeah. I know it's there. I've got the paperwork. It's ready to go. I've got all my documentation. I've just not finalized it. Right. So oh, yeah. I'm already, I mean, I'm covered. I'm taken care of, but men are so lazy that I haven't dotted the I's and crossed my T's to get the I check. I have about from the four other guys. claims that uh, in the same boat. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I just haven't gotten yeah. around to it. It's just a funny, it's a funny thing. It's, it is a funny thing being a man. So here you are a year later. Um, is there anything in your, in your life that is totally different now than it was before this happened? Hmm. Um, mindset on it, quite a few different things. I just don't let things pass without, uh, like, like I tell people it wasn't a life, it was life and death, but it didn't cross mm-hmm. my mind that way. Because I didn't think for a minute it was going to be the end for me. I didn't look at it that way. But I also was incapable of looking at it that way for things I need to accomplish in life. Where I'm like, you need to get this done. You don't have any other chances. Right? Mm. So I've taken on more things and done more. I've had the most, probably the most successful year um, 
even despite uh, the outward mess of the world. But uh, it's been extremely successful to the point that I've pushed myself to do things that I would have held off before mm-hmm. from doing. Um, that's the biggest change for me. It's funny that you say that your your mind wouldn't allow you to see it as, as life and death. And, and in my scenario, my situation, typically I'm not going to be like, that's it, I'm dying. Um, yeah. And, and my, my, again, my threshold for pain is through the roof. Yeah. But, and when I look back on it now, I'm like, it's kind of absurd that I would have thought that I was dying, but that's clearly how much pain I was in. And it, like I said, when it comes out of nowhere, you know, two in the morning, yeah. one in the morning, you don't know. <laughs> you don't, don't know. know. Yeah. And I, I remember saying to myself, if I'm dying, I'm going to put those pants on. I'm dying in those pants. So I put my people death are, pants on. People are accustomed to pain from accidents, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you stub your toe, <laughs> you, you cut your finger, everyone's gone through that. So the, tri- the attributing, you know, the regular accident to pain, uh, especially when I'm doing insurance, it's like, they're like, oh, yeah, I, I need accident coverage because they, they're so accustomed to accidents happening. But then no one can ever see or feel a sickness coming. Right? There's yeah. not something that you can say, oh, I remember when, uh, oh, like the only thing is like the sniffle. My, my nose, my throat started getting dry. And that's what you mm-hmm. attribute sickness to. You don't attribute it to a sharp, acute pain that you went through having your gallbladder <laughs> almost explode. Right? Mm-hmm. That's not the type of pain you think sickness is going to render you. Because you know, if it's never happened to you, there's, you simply can't put yourself in that position. You can't put yourself there. So I yeah. sit down with people, and they, for some reason, they're always thinking, oh, but I'm so healthy. Nothing's going to I've never been sick. Nothing's going to ever happen there. And I've had 35-year-olds pass out, like, like knockout, brain aneurysm. I've had a 28-year-old with a stroke. I've had a 19-year-old with cancer. Uh, I can go through the gamut of things that people have told me this will never happen and it's happened mm-hmm. yeah. and you don't feel sickness coming and it's more important coverage than having accident because it will like 90% of the people in the actual hospital are there due to sickness. People will stay in there for long times for a broken ankle. No. <laughs> you, and everybody that's in there is itching to get out. Itching so, to get out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was in there. I was in there for four days, yeah. and they're like, "We might keep you one more day." I'm like, "I don't have it in me to stay here one more day." <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I was I'm there just for a week. Go. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Yeah, you were in there for a while. I, yeah. You were in there for how many days? Seven. Seven. Yeah, I got out on the seventh. Yeah, right in the morning. And I was and you know ready funny? to go out the day I got in. I didn't think I was going to stay. <laughs> like I was That's trying right. to go home the same night. <laughs> Excuse me. That, I was literally just about to say that. I yeah. wanted out of there. I'm like, can I can I go home tonight? Like, I had this huge class. Like, this all went down for me at midnight, and I had this very important class I was a part of uh, at nine o'clock in the morning on Saturday morning. This was Friday night at midnight, so this was Saturday morning at one a.m. And Saturday morning yeah. at nine a.m. I had a class, and I was like, I really want to be. I, like, it would be, it would be terrible if I missed this class because you're not getting home. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and then, and, but, and that's your mind. You go in there, you're like, I can get out of here. You know, I, I'll, I'll be fine. Yeah. And your mind does say that. And you do play that trick on yourself. You're like, I'll be fine. You know, so it is when you get in there, you're like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not these sick people. Right. But <laughs> I remember, 
I, re- I fucking remember, man. I was when I, when I got I got wheeled in on the gurney because I came in in an ambulance, and and I was in so much pain. I'm like I'm like, bro, you got to get me out. Like fucking get me off this bed, get me off this bed because I was like strapped in, and my whole body I was like I wanted to throw up. I wanted to like I could barely stand. I was clammy. My whole body was just shot. It was ice cold and on fire at the same time. It was the weirdest thing. And I'm like, I can't sit here. I don't know if I'm gonna shit myself. I don't know if I'm gonna puke. If I'm gonna piss all over myself. I don't even know. My whole brain was like, right. So when I they so they do the whole thing. They check me and I'm I'm hovering around the bathroom at this point, like just trying to I don't know walk it off. I don't even know what I'm trying to do, right. Yeah. So and then you know when you think back to it, like even in that almost hysteria, physical hysteria, my body's going all over the place. I'm like, I'll get out of here. This isn't permanent, you know. So it's just, it's a fun thing. It's a, it's a funny thing how the brain works and, and how, you know, how it all changes everything. Um, you know, and the pain and the pressure that you all go under, you, you know, you tend to forget. Like I sent you that picture of myself where like I was under so much pressure, my eyes popped. Oh yeah, your eyes. <laughs> yeah, my, my eyes are finally starting to get, I don't know, I don't know where the blood comes from or where it goes. But ladies and gentlemen, for a week there, I have crystal blue eyes. Quite stunning actually. they were surrounded by blood so my eyes were now blue and 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 bloody i mean i should make that you were super villain there for a minute and it looked really good actually for a minute there was creepy as shit like when when it was in full blood mode i'm like and i asked the doctor i'm like how does this happen he goes your body was under so much pressure like if this is how it released you know that's just the way she goes so you know you just you know again we don't know um, but you, like, there are steps you can take. And I also would urge anyone, I know, um, I, I know that only a certain amount of people can talk to you about, uh, insurance and that sort of thing, but mm-hmm. I urge anyone to, to do this. Like that you have insurance policies from like 15, 20 bucks a month, like peanuts. Oh yeah. <laughs> that, that will help in a situation where if you're self-employed or if you're anything that, you know, you can't, you know, you're covered. It's, it's small peace of mind things like the bills will be paid or this will be paid or that'll be taken care of. Like when you have, you, when you have a million things to worry about or, or you're in bed to have one or two less things to stress about, like, will the rent get paid or will this get paid? It is, it, it, it changes the game, you know, when you're in there. Um, so I I don't know, I I don't know, I don't know where you're licensed. Um, right now and uh, Alberta for me. Ontario and Alberta. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening and you're in Ontario, Canada, or Alberta, Canada, reach out to Randy. If you have any interest in finding out more about this insurance thing, and I'm not, this isn't an ad. Like, I don't give a shit if you do it or you don't do it, but it makes sense. It just makes sense. And I'm happy that above all else, I'm walking away with 2,500 bucks or whatever from this because just simply because I planned ahead. You know, and twenty five hundred bucks, whatever it is, a poke in the ear is better than a poke in the ear with a sharp stick. You know, so there's there's so much to be said about moderate preparation. And I I was chuffed. I I got to admit, I was chuffed. I was like, I can't believe, I can't believe that paid off. You know, <laughs> like yeah. you never think anything's gonna happen to you. And I'm laying in bed oh, going, you, did. Actually, you were like, I'm never gonna get sick. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm actually insured. You're like, you should probably do it. I'm like, ah, sure, whatever. You know, I'm like, I'll just do yeah. it. I don't care. And and then I did. Actually, you know what it was? It, this is what sold me on it. You you had this whole policy about you can take care of yourself. You can do this. You can do that. I didn't yeah. give a shit. The whole stubborn yeah. side of me was I didn't give a shit. I still didn't give a shit. And you're like, well, what about, you know, if you get this policy and you add like an extra two or five dollars or whatever, then you have a, an insurance policy. Like if you die, somebody is a benefactor. So yeah. I was like, oh, that makes sense. So it was like an extra, an extra two or five bucks. I don't even know. 
six right, bucks but, for a uh, hundred thousand dollars of coverage. Yeah. So if I die randomly, uh, my niece gets like a hundred and fifty, two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and that I was like, you know what, six dollars, I'm like sold. That's it. That's all I needed. Like that's the reason I got the insurance was for my niece, and it benefited me within ten months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> and and I'll tell you this too. If you're under 40, this is something that they don't really talk about, they being the world. If you're under 40, everything's okay for the most part, right? If you're in perfect health and you reach 40 and you're in perfect health, within a month of you turning 40, the universe is going to hand you something. It is. <laughs> and you can ask any 40-year-old and anyone above 40 right now is probably thinking back to when they turned 40 and they they found out the thing that the universe gave them at 40. Yeah. <clears throat> because that is, it's cruel, it's mean, but it's all part of growing up, I guess. So if you're yeah. in perfect health and you turn 40, that's the end of her. I'm not even out of my 40th year and I've already done a stint in the hospital. So yeah. yeah, yeah no. We don't, no, people don't understand until they understand. And yeah, and it's, I don't know. I'm at a, there was a 43 year old that uh, had an ulcer. And it's and it got worse because he got the the wrong uh, medication. Mm -hmm. Ended up in the hospital for four months. Jeez. On on the minimum plan we we had on him, he still walked out with fifty thousand from yeah. from the hospital, paying forty five bucks. <laughs> that's, like, that's in, yeah, yeah. It, it, you that's know, it. it blows my mind every time. <laughs> Yeah, and and the people are like, nah, it's not for me, you know. And again, I'm not running an insurance ad here, but like the, it's just, it's honestly, it's the shit you don't think about. And if you're under forty and you you still don't want to think about this, but you're enjoying this this episode, great. If you're if you're with us this far, great. If you're over forty and you're starting to make grown up decisions, you know, well, insurance is one of them. And obviously, if you're not year olds that have better plans than forty year olds, <laughs> that actually get it. Like I have nineteen year olds that I have a critical illness plan on them. I have, you know, disability. I have on the hospitalization, all those different plans. And they're covered in every single which way because, one, they're taking advantage that they're young and it costs way less. Um, but they actually I, get it because they took the time to get the education that most stubborn people don't take the time to get. <laughs> I have to say that that's a double-edged sword. I have to say, I, I, will, I will flat out say... Yeah. That if you tried to insure me at 19 and I decided oh. to take the insurance, I would have doubled down on the bullshit insanity that was my life <laughs> from 19 to 35. Yeah, you know right? you. Like, I know that much. Right? So that's what I'm saying. It's a double-edged sword. Like, if yeah. me fully insured at 19? Fuck. Like, watch out. Like, I'm I'm going to be doing 200 on the highway. Like, it, this is, that's why I'm saying, like, you know, it's not the best. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm covered. You know, whatever. Yeah. You can't touch it's me. True. First of all, I'm invincible. And second of all, if I'm not invincible, I'm insured. So it's like wearing a bulletproof coat over your invincibility. Right? Yep. Definitely. To me, not a wise idea. Don't insure yourself until you're ready to fucking settle down. <laughs> How many people have died because they were insured properly? I can do this. I'm insured. No, oh, yeah. God. Famous last words. Common uh, sense isn't too common, yeah. though. <laughs> what you're saying makes sense. But to me, uh, yeah. and to anyone you're, like you're, me, you're no. a different ball in a different game. <laughs> yeah. Sure, I'll do an entire eight ball in one line. I'm insured. <laughs> oh, yeah.
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to talk about my youth, but I'll tell you this. Actually, somebody said, somebody said, if you could go back and change all the mistakes in your past, would you do it? And the, I guess the real answer, you know, for me would be my life wasn't perfect. I fully admit to my life not being perfect. I fully admit to me making some mistakes and I fully admit to, 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 to being hurtful and disrespectful to other people, uh, mostly to myself. Uh, anything that I was ever hurtful or disrespectful towards was a reflection of how I felt about myself at the time. Um, but I look back on it now and I can honestly say that if I changed anything, then I would have lost the lessons I learned from the thing. So as much as we hate our past and as much as we hate who we were perhaps from time to time, without being that person, we would never be the person we are today. And the entire reason we exist on this planet is to change our spots. And we, but we believe that you know, a leopard can't change its spots. We believe that to be true, but that's the whole purpose. You're here to grow. You're here to be a dickhead, right? And you're here to overcome that. And you're here to be a better person. So yeah, if I was insured back then, I would have killed myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I don't know. I think, you know, we're up to about uh, 49 minutes roughly here. And I think that, you know, if we keep it shorter, uh, we covered a lot. We did. <laughs> is there is there anything that you wanted to say again ladies um and gentlemen it, you know if you're not in ontario or, or or edmonton or alberta that you know that's that it's very small demographic actually our number one demographic uh, still somehow i don't know how it happened but it is san jose california oh san jose california and it, the the irony is that you know that's my second favorite city you know and, and my my second favorite hockey team was the san jose sharks like just weird how the ethos hands me certain things in San Jose, California. If you're listening, I love you guys. Um, still get your shit checked out. Do what you have to do. Call who you have to call. Talk to who you have to talk to. If you have any concerns, this is your wake up call. This is your alert. This is your, this is, here's your sign. This is it. You know, um, it may not be the one, it may not be permanent, but if one person hears my words, hears your words, and says, I'm going to do it. And, and, and they get changed or they've, they've benefited from this. Then this whole show was, was worth a hundred, a hundred, a hundred times. That's it. Um, anything else you wanted to add? I mean, this has been obviously sort of a fun and a healthy and, a, and an updated episode. Um, but is there anything else, you know, that, that you uh, think is important that should be added to the heart attack or to how you feel or to what you should look for, you know, in yourself? Uh, just, yeah, do, do a realization self-check to say that because something's bothering you. There's probably a reason for it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's not normal to have, to be bloated every single day or to have, you know, gas or whatever, those different bodily things are happening. It's for a reason. Don't dismiss it. Yeah. Swollen hands and swollen feet. When you wake up in the morning, weird. And you'll hear a lot of people tell you things like, oh, it happens to me. It's yeah. not supposed to. It's, it's not, not supposed, to. supposed to happen. Don't normalize the death. Like, <laughs> just don't. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, if you're having back pain and it's it's coming from different times, it's set off from something else. Could be just your shoes. But there's a reason for every type of pain that hits your body. So that, figure that, it out. It, I don't <laughs> even think I mentioned that, but that's how this started for me. Yeah. This was this was this was this was started in my in my lower uh, to mid back right across both left and right side. Basically the pressure from my gallbladder was pushing on everything in my body 
and it was manifesting in my lower back. It was extremely uncomfortable in a very awkward and weird way that I would never in my life have, a, have attributed to my gallbladder. And it happened twice. Twice I had this really awkward and weird pain. Yeah. And both times I drank Pepto. So both times I, I, I drank uh, uh, like a nausea medication. Yeah. Uh, and it got so you're rid numbing, of it. You're numbing the pain from disarray, but it's not disappearing. No. And the thing is, like I said, had I walked this one off, somehow miraculously just walked this one off, which is what I was trying to do for three hours before I went into yeah. the hospital. Um, had I managed to walk it off, uh, the next one could have killed me. Yeah. And so if you've got these, again, these weird pains, I mean, random stuff, I'm not, we're not here preaching fear, right? Cause there's no. enough of that bullshit going on with the COVID fucking crap. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. What we are preaching is common sense. Things that, that you know, it. there's a difference between fear, fear your neighbor, fear this, fear that. Everything's terrible and terrifying. Oh, fucking COVID, right? There's a difference between bullshit and you yourself sitting with yourself going, this doesn't feel right. This isn't right. I know I should do something about it and I haven't. That's what we're talking about right now. When you've, when you're, when you've sat with that long enough, right now, here's your sign. Go. Yeah. Go look at it. That, that's the kind of shit we're talking about. You know, I spent four days in hospital in the height of COVID and there wasn't a single mention of COVID. There wasn't a single panic. There wasn't anything. There was just a bunch of people following rules. I even asked the lady, I said, you know, are you guys just all blindly following rules? Or are you just, you know, because it, it seems to me that every single person in here is simply afraid to make a truthful statement. The buck does not stop with any of these people. Nobody wants to put their statements on the line. Nobody wants to have an honest opinion. It seems like every single person in here is just, doing as they believe that they're supposed to do to not rock any boats or to stir any pots. Yeah. She goes, that's basically it. Everyone in here is just walking on eggshells because they don't know really what to expect. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see sort of how much they push this. They've already put us back in full lockdown, the whole COVID thing. And they're like, if you have people over, we're going to find you. I'm going to tell you right now to any law enforcement listening to this, I will be having people in my house on Christmas. If you come here, you're going to have to give me an extra $750 ticket if you enter my house. So come on in. I'll be paying tickets all day. It'll be fun. And everyone that does come, enjoy yourself. We'll have a good time. Yeah. You know, here's another thing too. I've made that statement and now there's a possibility that there are some people, I don't think they're listening to my show, but there might be some people listening to my show that think COVID's real. And, and I, I would have just lost them as a fan. So, I mean, you know what, Susan, <laughs> you think COVID's real. I'm sorry that you found out this way that I don't. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but if you don't, you know, then we're all on the same page. And and if you didn't have a laugh during this episode, and it, this whole thing wasn't about seriousness. And like I said, we're not really going to talk conspiracy, but I did throw in some COVID jokes. And, yeah. um, you know, we did, I think we did pretty good. Yeah, no, it's good. I don't, uh, I don't have too much more to add to that. Um, but I always love our conversations, both professionally and, uh, and, and socially. I fucking talk that to you every when day. We get to talk to each other the most at length. So... <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. But I mean, I mean, I, like I said, I'm pretty sure I talk to you like every day. If I haven't talked to you in three yeah. days, I'm like, where the fuck are you? Well, yeah. What are you doing? Why are you, why are you, yeah. why are you ignoring me, man? Why are you ignoring me? <laughs> good times. Good times. Yeah. All right, brother. Um, okay. I guess, uh, you know, in the, in the infamous words of, uh, of red green, keep your stick on the ice. 
Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac.